Hello and welcome to ATW All Talk Wrestling. I'm your host as always, Max, my current co-host. Steve is unavailable to actually be with us today, so I'm going to do the best I can to bring you the results from Fastlane. Uh, my opinion on Fastlane, it was good, had its moments. Some matches didn't go the way I wanted to, to go. But I also have Steve's take on the matches for himself. So you're not just getting my side of it, you're getting his side of it. So basically we had the, the kickoff show, which was Mustafa Ali versus Riddle for the title and I thought it's good that he's defending the United States Championship but I don't get why such low title matches get put on to the kickoff show when technically it should basically be on the main one and when they do announce matches, what they should do is tell us what the kickoff show match is going to be. Because me and Steve could be sat here and speculate what match it's going to be, which in this scenario, he actually guessed that this match was going to be on the kickoff show, which was. It was fun, but we all knew, well, deep down that radio was going to retain. There was no chance of maybe seeing Mustafa Ali regain a title. So for all the other Retribution members, it was like, they've lost in the past and now it's his turn to lose but we'll have to see what the aftermath of Fastlane for each superstar now will be so after we had that match went straight hold on a second Sorry, but if you can hear that, I live, live near a train station. So every about 15 minutes or so, you hear a train go past. Um, we kick off Fastlane with Sasha Banks and Bella, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I thought they would actually win it because WE has a, a history of repeating things that have already happened. So I thought I'd just seen Sasha two banks and Bianca Bella actually holding the women's title for, for the first time because there wasn't any 
tag titles when she was in NXT. So it would have been nice to see her with a title. But that wasn't that wasn't to be. And I'm just looking through the list now. Um don't think so. no, I didn't ask. Well, I forgot to ask my <clears throat> sorry, my folks. I thought it was a bit croggy today. Um no. No, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't ask our our co-host Steve what he thought to the riddle match. But I'm sure if we can get him on at the weekend, we'll ask him. And again. The train goes by. Yeah, I was a bit, a bit disappointed that we can see Sasser to two banks belt and a Bianca Bella two belt possibly, but we got a couple of weeks before WrestleMania, so we still got a chance of. Caption the titles. So, um, Nia Jack, Sandra Baszler regained the, the titles. Riddle regained his, unfortunately, for people who are new, still listen, will know that I don't like Riddle. I don't like people that wrestle on bare feet. It's not like every wrestler. It's just, it's just some, I mean, I know that him being laid back, surf a dude and go bro all the time, like, like he does. If it works for you, it works for you. For me, that's like someone running the nails down a chalkboard. I can't stand it, especially the, the feet, because the ring must get dirty at some point with all the least boots running across it, and then you're having that foot kicked in your face. Must not be pleasant. But we will, without Darwin's, I can't speak today. Basically, to jump into the second match. Uh, oh, before I do, uh, Steve said, I thought the match was okay. Match, it, it was great to see the champs retain. And also, I can see Bianca beat Banks. I could possibly be a chance of that, but 
I don't think my boss is not going to like Bianca beating us, so sorry, Steve, but this is a prediction, not a spoiler. Sasha will retain her title when it comes to WrestleMania. Second one, because Fastlane was weird because they did the match cards, but when you actually watched it, they actually added more content to it. So, like, I'm just looking at my notes now, and there's one, two, uh, two, two interjections into that match, match card. So, from it being um, seven, seven matches, it's gone to like nine matches. So I've also included backstage stuff as well. So we had um, Biggie and the new Apollo Crews with his Nigerian accent which I think is just fake because of all the time he's actually spoke, we've never actually heard anything of it until till late couple of weeks. And I thought it was an okay match, but it's one of those, how many times do we have to see him go against Big E for a title? And like I would say, same shit, different match. Because yes, you you want to be that intercontinental champion, but you can keep going around thinking. Oh, I'm going to win the title off of him. Because you're not. Um, I didn't really root for anyone in particular. We did make predictions. I chose, I chose Biggie and, and Steve chose Biggie as well. Only because it was like, now do we do we choose someone who used to be a part of the New Day, or do we choose someone who's got an annoying accent that if he can't be a champion, he's going to throw his toys out the pram? So we had to choose, and moving into a segment. Average Joe used to be a wrestler in the WE. I don't have his name to hand, but he did used to be there. And he was given given away the free spice, not the old spice, um, Black Panther. So he's seen Taka Noawa. I'll just say, I'll call him Taka. 
coming coming up to him dressed as a ninja, trying to look for our truth. And you got average Joe standing there going, saying, I'm just giving away free samples of old spice and Taco was basically just standing there, not convinced because he knew our truth was hiding somewhere. And the moment he said, try, try free one, our truth's hands come out with one in his hand, which sent Taco into a frenzy. And I couldn't believe how a good setup of Old Spice, Black Panther display could get destroyed within seconds to reveal our truth. Our truth managed to fend off Tack or whatever, if it, if it is his name, because I don't quite remember it. Um, knocks him out. But also knocks himself out in the process, making average Joe fall on him, become 24-7 champion. And then Archer realizes that he's lost the title, gets back at Joe to regain the title. And I was just like, why do we need to see this? Like, every pay-per-view we're gonna get now for a, a raw smackdown. Or them together, there's always going to be that title silly part of it because when the 24 7 championship was the hardcore championship, same rules applied, but it was actually taken more seriously when we were in the era of non PG. Nowadays, it's just I'll just give you a few little slaps and that'll be it. I'm not going to make you bleed. I'm not going to do anything too violent. It's all silly, people. All silly. Um, Steve says, Apollo is like Apollo the space mission, which failed. No more title shots, please. Biggie needs more violence. I do believe him on that one, actually. He should have actually beat him up to the point where he got put out for a while. So at least now we can say, go back to Catering or go to 205 or even go down to NXT. You might actually get a title shot that you can actually win. Um, there's the third one. Well, the third one. Oh no, that was uh, Steve's Steve's input for the second match: Big E versus Apollo Cruz for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, Steve put for the backstage one. Backstage segment was. 
where Average Joe was giving away free old spice, Black Panther, and a ninja asking where are that was me. If it and 24-7 champion needs a special match, not a backstage. I totally agree with that because we can make up a silly thing like that and just go, oh, look, we've got a title on the line. So that brings us to the fourth match where we see Elias with Jackson Riker uh, playing a song with with Shane in the ring as well. And basically the thing that goes on with uh, Braun and Shane is every week Shane keeps calling him stupid. So going into fast lane, the match was on, match was off, match was on, match was off. So we see him in the ring with Riker and Elias with a crutch and a banged up knee, which we kept getting reminded of in the video package as to how we did it. And then just after the song, because Elias wants to play a song at WrestleMania, so Shane said to him, if you can beat Braun, you can sing at WrestleMania. And then just as he exits the ring, Braun comes out. Now, I would say he was more pissed there, off him, because like I would be as well if someone said to me, you're taking on this person, and then this person just gets up and likes it because they can't they can't go against the other person. Um, obviously Braun won because we all know Elias will not actually beat Braun on any given night and I think you'd still get um, some sort some sort of shot of playing a song at Wrestlemania Um, and Steve said, why Elias though? Which is, which is true. Why not? Why not Gunner slash Jackson? If people have watched TNA, they'll know that, that Jackson from the Lost Brothers Is gonna from TNA. Um, this one means Steve actually had an interesting conversation about 
Shinsuke Nakamura. Of a, a segment for that. See, this is what I mean. On the card, it doesn't say anything about these back segments. So um, when you actually go into the actual pay-per-view itself, you get these ones that you just think, why is it in there? So Riddle's talking to Shinsuke about about going up against Seth Rollins, and he's he's talking to him about modern the scooter, to which point. At which point he breaks out into a story about his about his friends. Now that you don't see him, you don't see Shinsuke in the background, and he turns around and just says, "I think he's going to get a scooter." And then you see her riddle. Right off on his scooter, and you see Shinsuke come out, which then went on to the match of Seth versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, the thing I noticed when I watched it was they both came out on top. I took my hat off to Shinsuke, because he put up a good fight. But I don't think most people know it's that he's got his old music back. There's no guitar interlude and somebody singing. But Seth won. I'm happy. Steve wanted Shinsuke to win, but probably the next pay-per-view he will probably win or he win on the actual show himself. So we go into the seventh one. Well, I always keep jumping because I'm still not used to the whole trying to fill in for for Steve. Because as you may know, we bounce off each other so well. But when the other person's not there, it's kind of hard to actually bounce off. We could wait to the weekend, but then you'd have Fastlane, Raw, SmackDown, NXT to cover in the one one day and by that time you've got one night before Raw starts so I'll do my best to bring you Raw NXT Smackdown will be with with Steve 
So we do it that way. So he's got he's got some priorities that he needs to put first, which I understand. So I'm taking control of the ship going into to WrestleMania. But we'll kick straight off into what he put. Um he put it was a funny match and I enjoyed the match though. So short and sweet. That's what we like. Um Oh, that was, yeah, the funny, was funny, enjoyed the match. Yes, basically saying, he found the segment funny, and he also enjoyed the match. Um, also added, yeah, Shinsuke's a, a baby face again, so they switched his music back to old. Yeah, it was a dragon, though, Cesaro came out. The match could have gone either way, which I agree with him because you would have thought because Shinsuke stuck up for Cesaro on many occasions now and Cesaro has not done nothing for Shinsuke. It's like Tribal Chief and Jey Uso. If the Tribal Chief champion Roman Reigns has a match, Jay comes out for him, but if Jay has a match... Roman doesn't help out. That's what's happening here with Shinsuke and Cesaro. Um, the seventh match is Drew versus Sheamus. Now, This this one for me was a banging head against a brick wall because when we done the predictions we said Steve went with with Drew and I went with Seamus on the thought of well Drew's had so many wins and he's been dominant every time or might not have been. And for me, Seamus is like an underdog. He doesn't get that appreciation and respect. Yeah, some of the things he's done have been questionable, but still to put Drew in the match with him go, right, James, I'm going to put you through this live audience on the screen put you through there but not only that I'm also going to win it as well I was like come on I've hardly seen Seamus in any pay-per-views for a while now and you're just you're just taking it upon yourself to actually win the pay-per-view some like some people I know like Drew, 
I don't. He just shows boats too much. Like when he comes to the ring, like how many times do you have to come to the ring and go, I'll bring my sword with me. I'll put the sword in the ground every time. And then I'll break the fourth wall, look into the camera and talk to you when no other superstar does that. If they do, they don't do it in the way he does it. And the reason why half the time he doesn't get his claymore is because he's too busy looking at the camera and going, one, two, three. It's all gone too PG. Um, to which he put interactive screens, laugh out lots. match one of two best matches of the night um, he also said it needed more weapons which I would I would agree something of that stature between Drew and Seamus should have had more more in there but no we'll probably see more of that along along the lines um, right the next one this is a weird one because we We both said, sorry about this, I'm looking through my notes. I was getting interrupted by, by YouTube. Um, it's Randy Orton versus Bliss. We didn't really know what to expect going into this. So Steve said no contest and I put no match. But when I actually got to it, Alexa Bliss was just mucking around and taking way too much time. By that time, things actually started to get a bit more interesting. I just lost interest in the whole match altogether. At one point, she made fire appear, went outside, Randy followed made stage lights from the ceiling fall down and he said are you trying to kill me it's like well you didn't finish a job what you tried to do so I think technically she was trying to finish it for you but towards you um, to which To which point, what I should, should mention in his, his intro, he came to the ring, tried to do his legendary pose, but ended up coughing up off that final stuff again. 
Um, yeah, just basically on the whole, wasn't really interesting. I did go back and listen to the podcast before and kind of predicted that we would see the fiend returned, which he did. And um, then assist the I've got this right, he did assist Abigail to him. To which Alexa, rather than pinning him, like who can I like up? She just sat in his groin area. And I'm thinking, but you can't win a, you've got to have the, their arms on the ground. Not, not use it halfway down his body and get the pin. So I wouldn't class that as a match because there was no grapple or anything. It was just the outside interference got the win. Um, right, I think we're on the last match now. It was Roman versus Daniel with Edge as a special enforcer. I enjoyed this match thoroughly, and I hope it's going to be one of those. You've had your shot at the title, Daniel. Now, please get to the bottom of the line and stop bitching about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing the matches about it. The only things that I did not enjoy was the referee got knocked out. And Edge took it upon himself to become the ref. Now, normally if a ref gets knocked down, a wrestler would take the ref's shirt off, put it on himself, and then he's the ref, or a ref would come down to the ring, not, not take it upon himself to actually do it. And um, it was all it was all back and forth. Jay's two cent input when he came to the ring was just like you should have just stayed in the back because you kicking Daniel did, just did nothing. The match still went on. Um, then there was a chair brought into it to which one point Daniel hit Edge with a chair to his arms sorry 
which you see edge in the corner, like holding holding his arm in pain. And if I can get my mic back again, there is. He he gets up and he sees that Daniel is got Roman in the hurt lock. Now, I don't care what people say, but Roman did not attack before Edge attacked Daniel because it was a if you go into tap yes he, he was fading so it was like a little faint one if if you believe he was tapping I I don't believe he tapped so everyone who says he tapped it would be like yeah Unofficially, he tapped, but he didn't actually tap to the bell. So, the tribal chief still reigns on. The only thing that I've learned from is, um, I'll just see if he's got anything. Here. Uh, Steve put towards it was Roman was playing an imaginary piano and he said Edge was an extra ref which I still go by the old rules of the enforcers to see things going on not to actually play ref um, and he also said J.U. saw coming in was a fail now at this stage me and Steve both hate J. what's he good for again Getting Roman into predictions that he shouldn't really be. Um, that's all for the the things. So basically, how we can't really award each other other points because. If we do it that way, then Steve wins about six, six to four. Um, Steve won on the, well, Steve and me won on the Roman Reigns prediction. We both went on the the Big E. We both went on the Braun Strowman. 
I went on the the Seth. He went on the riddle. Um, yeah, so I've got a thing here, so I can I can run through it uh, again. We both went on the Roman Naya and Shana. Steve won on that one. We both won on the biggie. Steve won on the shame. Well, the Drew winning the Sheamus match. I won on the Seth and Shinsuke match. He won on the Riddle and Ali match for the kickoff show. Yeah, we couldn't give each other points for the no contest, no match. Because that was just too far out there to actually go, yeah, we need to, to do that. But we both won on the brawn, so if we do give points out, I'd say for the second time running pay-per-view-wise, Steve, if you're listening to this, you won with six, I won with four, but if I... If I went with some of the alternative choices, we might just be tied or I might just be one behind you. But that's all for Fastlane results. There is going to be Raw to come, NXT to come, and then the return of Steve hopefully on Saturday for Friday's Smackdown. So this is the part of the show where I say it's goodbye from me. And I'm sure Steve would say, and goodbye from me. Take care, everyone.